This is the podcast of the German Historical Institute London, a research centre dedicated to supporting and connecting students and scholars from Britain and Germany. The podcast series presents current research in British, German and European history, as well as colonial and global history. For more information on the German Historical Institute London, future events, the GHIL Library, studentships and more podcast episodes, please visit our website at ghil.ac.uk. The issue of restitution is an ongoing topic of public debate in both European and African societies. In this podcast interview, GHIL Fellow for Colonial and Global History Miriam Brosius and PR Officer Kim König talked to Koku Azamid, Associate Professor at the Department of German Studies at the University of Lomé, about his work with local communities in the former German colony of Togo, which assesses their knowledge and perception of colonial cultural goods and human remains from the region. Azamid's research shows new ways to understanding and cooperation with a view to possible restitution. Hello, Koku. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We would love to talk a bit more about the research behind your lecture that you gave here a few months ago about cultural goods and human remains and the perception of these in communities in the former German colony of Togo in the context of the restitution debate. And to start us off, could you just tell us a bit more about your research project? How did the project develop? Thank you very much for this opportunity to talk more about my research. I am very thankful for it. First of all, I would like to say I didn't really plan to work on the issue of restitution. The issue of restitution occurred somehow when some of when aspects of my projects now gradually concern the situation because I was working on the German colonial history and then the German missionary history. And you see how missionaries, for example, try to convert people into Christians. You notice some of aspects, some of strategies consist in taking away objects from so-called traditional priests that were using it, you see. And these objects were supposed to be burned, but they were not burned. And now, finally, we found these objects in German museums. It was something we were surprised to know, because many Christians here thought all those objects do no more exist. So that was the first step of motivation to know why these objects were conserved and which meaning these objects had for German museums. So after we noticed that these objects were illegal talked there, then we began to think of the matter of restitution. And then we began now to make surveys, to survey in the communities of origin of this object. So from that situation now, we noticed that there was not only objects, but also human ancestral remains that are in the anthropological collections in German. So that was the beginning of our interest in the issue of restitution. So we need to know first how the objects landed there and what was their meaning and then what the communities of origin think about it. So I think with all those questions now, we were involved gradually in the issue of 
institution. That's why I was invited to many research projects on the issue, either in Ghana or in Dogo, concerning objects and then ancestral remains, you know. So that's why today I'm working on so-called human remains in the Berlin Anthropological Collections about Togo, where we have found out there's some 150 remains there, and then we are, we are trying to contextualize their existence there. And our purpose, my purpose especially, is to go maybe to have contact with these communities of origin on the sources I have, on the archival sources I have to survey and to see if first they know that these remains exist or no, and what they think about, and even if they should be restituted, how shall it be done? You see, it is very, very sensible and a very important even to involve communities in this situation because they were the first concerned in the situation, you know. So I think gradually now we come to the second step is to recontextualize also the function of the object, the so-called object, because it is also very difficult to call them all objects. This is another thematic we have to talk about, you see, because from the European perspective, they were all objects, but they could also be belongings. They were properties of people and they have many different functions playing here. They don't have objects function, you know. So we have to contextualize all these artifacts we have in the museum, especially in Bremen Übersee Museum, where we have only religious objects. So this is the way I am gradually involved in the research concerning the, the issue of restitution. That is fascinating also that you're actually involved in repatriation cases that could lead to an actual return. And on the point that you just made, that these are not just objects, I think Kim and I, we both have a, a question actually. I was fascinated by your argument that colonial missions kind of had a boomerang effect when it comes to restitution. You explained, if I understand correctly, that German missionaries imported Christianity, and as a result, the values toward certain objects, in particular ritualized relic, changed in some instances. And this also means that some communities now are not always actually interested in repatriation. So because they consider these objects, or we should not call them objects, they, they yeah. consider them as toxic, perhaps contaminated. So I wonder if you could expand a little bit on this and also explain how widespread this view might be on the African continent at large. So some of objects are religious objects. Before perhaps I give some example, let me explain to you that in the old traditional Africa, the religious faith could be individual, could be familial, and could be community. So we can have a personal God, we can have a family God, and then we can have also a God for the whole community. So these forms of faith existed and are used maybe in the communities. They are very useful in the communities. And after people have been Christianized, some of them left, some of them were taken away, you see, but some exist. And then after that, we have two different communities in the society. The Christian community and the traditional community, even in the same area, 
you will see both communities. So the investigation I made went towards the Christian community who is still living in the same area, but also in the so-called mission stations. So the question I asked to them was to know exactly if, first of all, they are aware of the existence of these things. They were surprised that these things exist still. And then the second question was if they would like to let them repatriated in their area. They were very bond. You see, bond, it means they, they didn't feel well. You see, the way uh, I asked them the question. And for us, after a certain silence, now they decided to tell me no. It's not possible for them to get those things back because it will compromise their Christianity. So that was the first answer. And the second answer was that even if they come, there is no one in their Christian community who can take care of them because those things have their roles. You need a priest who can do it, you know. But if really things should be returned, then they will better stay away from them. So in order to conserve their Christianity, maybe their Christian life. So that's the situation. Let me tell you that my focus was the Christian community and then not the whole community. If I have done it in the whole community, I will see that people who are still dealing with those religious artifacts, they would like to take them back. That is the example of one community, or even of one priest we are working with now in the projects of the religious objects in the Bremen Museum, we went there together in Bremen to see the objects. And then he could get spiritually in contact with these objects in order to revive them, to give them another life, you see. And even spiritually, he has tried to talk, to communicate with them. So that means those things are still are there as for the German visitor, as only art object and only maybe museum objects, but they still have their function. People could transform as soon as they are back. You know, it means these things have another function when they change their space. So when they went to their original space, you see that they won't they won't play the function they are playing, the aesthetic or the artistic function they are playing in the German museum, but they will perhaps their original functions or perhaps another function, but not to stay in the museum, you see. I actually have a bit of a related question. I was struck in your lecture when you said that on the issue of so-called human remains, when you asked communities about that, whether they knew about this and what their opinion is on having these repatriated, you said... And thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense that for them it would be, first of all, very important to know whose remains these are. And if they were to be repatriated, it would therefore be important to know who in order to give them the right burial um, and everything that's associated with that. And I was just wondering, how do you think would it be possible to do that? Would it be part of your research, putting them into context, is it possible to find out who these remains belong to and then to repatriate them perhaps accordingly? 
according to the sources, the information we have now of the collections, for example, of those German collectors, there are some information about some remains. And even if you follow the process of collecting, maybe after the punitive expeditions, the collectors try to mention the areas things have been collected, even some of the important persons who were killed. So our purpose is to go to the place and to give this general information to them and to ask them if they know something about it. And then you will be surprised to hear much about what happened that time and about what they know. Only that they didn't know that the remains were collected. For them, many of them disappeared, you see. So the way they lived, people could disappear maybe suddenly. So that was their first reaction. Now, how it should be returned was for them another question because these remains were no longer considered as objects. So for them, they were, they were ancestors. So before, according to the tradition, before you bring a remain back, an ancestral remain back, first you have to come to the community and to explain the remain stay by me. And then the community will ask you, how did the remain stay by you? Can you explain to us? So you have to clear the situation before the community accepts now to get back their ancestor. That is the first ritual to be done. And the second ritual now is to see the function of the person of the remains. If it is an important personality, it should be treated. It should be handled like this. If it is maybe a person who has fallen in a war, that is another way of becoming the spirit of the person. You see, another way of communicating with the spirit of the person. So according to the importance of the person, there are some creatures. So they will do it as if the person is dead only yesterday, as if the person exists, as if now they have to communicate with the person before bringing him now to be buried, to be buried. So they should do as if we are there, we are dealing with new mind, not with objects. So that is the process you have to follow. Now, to know how we can find out that these remains belong to them person. That, that is the challenge. We are taking off many possibilities. We can have remains who are personalized, whose name we can know and give them back. But if it's okay, that's the sum of remains cannot be personalized. Now I think we can find out the area where they are from. So that will be another negotiation with the community. So they can collect them all and do a collective ritual for those persons. Now, there could be also another possibility, alternative. We were trying normally in the frame of our projects to introduce another discipline, the bioanthropology, who can help also to find out maybe the traces of the person. This is a bit difficult. But we cannot exclude this alternative. And another, we, we are thinking of many hypotheses, but 
we have to let the community accept it. We have to talk with the community so that the community will agree with us in this way. So that's our purpose is to inform and to propose and then to exchange with the community so that the community can be involved totally in the projects. And then I think it is the best way of this intercultural dialogue. It will be maybe another way of communities to come together and to understand better the history so that maybe you could clear this past which we call a common heritage. Thank you so much. And Hearts, you already answered the last questions that we had. I would like to move a little bit away from the case study that you presented and ask more generally about the restitution debate, which is often criticized for being very Eurocentric, mm. which is why your contribution matters so much. And so I wondered, in view of you, how would a significant shift in the restitution debate and a more equal dialogue with the Global South look like? You already gave us some examples and how your research can contribute to that conversation. And I also wondered what your view is on the need for more cross-cultural collaboration. And you and I, we have worked in a project together that I think was very effective and exchanging different points of views. But perhaps we need more of that. And I would like to hear some final views from you on this. Well, so you you see, first, the issue of restitution was, from the European perspective, was leaded with some hesitations. And the people we didn't want to talk about it first because they think they were losing things. They were losing objects. They were losing their gold. They were losing things from the museums. And from the African perspective, first, maybe from the perspective of African communities who already know the situation, there was also another orientation. We want our tick back, but maybe you have to ask first, what do you want back? I mean, you have to know exactly what is it and how it's landed there, you see. So maybe by bringing both perspectives, we have a chance today to sit down and to talk about these misunderstandings, historical misunderstandings concerning the colonialists. European, from their perspective, you will notice that they don't know really Africa. Even if they are talking about Africa, they don't know realities from Africa. Even Africans, by talking about European and maybe referring to the past, they don't know really what happens because you know, most of the archives are written in German, concerning the German colonialists. But how many people from Africa knows exactly what is written there? And then the fact that Africans even know about the colonialism, about that time, many people from European don't know it because not all information given from the archives are true. So that's why for me, it is a chance that both communities sit down, maybe get the opportunity to talk together, to exchange. Some of the time it will be harsh, but some of the time you see that the tension will come down after maybe we have understand some of the situation. You see, I think there is a part of misunderstanding anyway in the colonialism. There was a part 
of maybe uh, of power relation also in the issue of restitution or uh, in the problematic of restitution but in this way two parts need really and sincerely maybe to come down and then to talk and then to find a solution for that it will be a way of a new beginning i think for a new beginning not between politicians but between communities for me it is very important because if you are living today some of phenomena either in europe or other way of racism of discrimination it's based on our knowledge toward another person but if the knowledge is false obviously it will continue but if you know better maybe your neighbor there are some things you won't do toward the vc so that's the way i think this issue of restitution should be a chance for us to talk together and to see face to face and then maybe to clear some of past situations thank you so much i think this is a very hopeful point to end on and it was really amazing to find out more about your research and the project and i hope our listeners will enjoy this interview as much as we did and of course also listen to your lecture and we hope to see you again soon thank you so much koku Thank you very much for the care questions and maybe for this willing also to know better in the African perspective maybe the perspectives from Africa because uh, when I'm talking about African perspective it is sometimes problematic too because there's some communities from Africa it will be better <laughs> Thank you Thank you for listening to the German Historical Institute London podcast Follow us on social media and check our website to keep up to date with new episodes.